0: Mixed the legal lens is back at it again with Angela red-eye right go tell a friend unions in the labor movement employment law and doing the right thing reparations and COVID-19 voting rights the insight is priceless can't be lay talk we, know we got Come it on let's go Let's go It's time for the legal in show Come on Let's go Let's go It's time for the legal in show Come on Let's go Let's go It's time for the legal in show Come on Let's go Let's go It's time for the legal lens It's time for the legal lens Go 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 go, go Yeah let go 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 go, go. Hello, hello, KBLA Talk 1580 listeners. This is the third weekend of August 2023. And you are tuned in to the KBLA Talk 1580 Legal Lens with Angela Redeye White Show, where we bring law to light each Saturday at 11am Pacific Standard Time, and each Sunday at 1pm Pacific Standard Time. And we're also on now on the KBLA Talk 1580 podcast. So you can listen to us. Um, If you missed the show, or want to hear the show again uh, shortly after the show airs during the week on the KBLA Talk 1580 podcast, as well as our very own Legal Lens with Angela Spotify podcast. So you can catch us in at least two or all places where podcasts are aired. Um, We are broadcasting to you live from Leimert Park, USA, which is part of the famous Crenshaw District of Los Angeles. And I love this area and encourage you to come and visit if you haven't been here for a while and definitely follow Destiny destination crenshaw which is a major arts and cultural project that is coming to the area so we are so happy at kbla talk 1580 to be a part of this cultural destination Mm -hmm. Uh, many thanks to j star for our legal lens jingle and if you want to learn more about her and what she's doing in the music industry content creation industry and so much more you can follow her on j star music and you can follow kbla talk 1580 on all socials um you can learn about all the other great shows throughout the week, and what we're doing at KBLA Talk 1580 and the great, great station that. Tavis Smiley is leading and building and just carving a way for the voices of African Americans in the radio industry. So thank you, Tavis, for your vision and all that you're doing. And you can follow me on all socials at I am Angela Wright. And I invite you to do so because that's our opportunity to hear from you, to learn what is um, resonating with you in terms of our shows, any comments that you have about our shows, to give us ideas about future shows. And of course, to hear the announcements about all the different shows we have coming up. Um, that is where we do it on our social media channels at I am Angela Redock Right in particular on Instagram and Facebook. And you can listen to KBLA Talk 1580. I know it's the weekend. So if you're on the go, you don't have to sit by your old school radio to listen to the station. You can actually download our app and listen to us anywhere on the go on any of your listening devices. And um, if you're like me, if you're at home, You can just simply tell Alexa to play KBLA Talk 1580 on TuneIn. And so we invite you to do that and to whatever you're doing to know that you can take KBLA Talk 1580 with you wherever you go. We are live in studio today. So we invite you to give us a call on our KBLA Talk power lines um, at one 800 920-1580. Our KBLA Talk 1580 Power Lines one eight hundred nine two zero one five eight zero. 920 1580 Give us a call with your questions, with your comments. We are a talk radio station. So that means we like to talk. We like to hear from you and we like to speak with you and hear what's what's on your mind related to our topics of the day, right? Not just all purpose calling, but hopefully you have some questions or comments about our topic today. Uh, which is amazing. Um, those who follow the show know that this month of August 2023, we are It's um, the month of August itself is National Black Business Month. And in honor of this month on the Legal Lens show, we have been doing a series of shows on the legal issues for small businesses and startups. We started the month um, With, I'm calling it UCLA Law Bruins Month. I'm a graduate of UCLA Law, and all of our guests have been from or connected to UCLA Law. That was intentional, but not totally intentional. But go Bruins. Um, But we've been doing um, a series on legal. Issues for startups and small businesses. And we kicked off the month with the fellow Bruin attorney Dan Alexander and one of his former students where they talked about corporate formation and business entity selection. Like when you're starting your business, where do you start? You are you gonna be a solo business or general um own business? Are you going to be a C corporation, an S corporation, an LLC, etc.? So if you missed that show, go back and listen to that and that will help you to determine or at least get some insights about what type of business entity you should be as you either continue your business or start your business. And then last week we had in studio, um, attorney Rebecca, um, Henry and her daughter, who are the founders of the House of Ama. And um, they, the great thing about that is we actually got to hear from two individuals who have started a leading fashion industry company. Um, but with the mom, Rebecca, uh, attorney Rebecca Henry being an attorney, she was all in the general counsel for the company. She was also able to share some of the legal issues that businesses, specifically in the fashion industry and the creative industry face um, when starting their business or when continuing their business. So thank you again to the fabulous Rebecca Harry and her daughter, the House of Alma. Check out that show, particularly if you have interest or work in the fashion industry. But they gave great advice, independent of the um, industry that you're in. And so today we continue our discussion and continue our series and welcome leading intellectual property attorney, Almatada Smith who will help us understand some of the issues small businesses and startups face, and content creators space with respect to your intellectual property, which includes copyrights, trademarks, and patents, and so much more. And also licensing issues associated with your content and with your images and with your marks and so forth. And so I am, I follow him on social media. I see the great work that he's doing. Um, in this industry of the intellectual property. And I I sent him a note probably about a month or two ago on Facebook saying, hey, I'm going to be doing this small business and startup series. You've got to come on. You've got to be um, the intellectual property attorney that helps us to break down some of these issues. So let's just, we'll hear his voice, but we'll get started in the next segment with him. Um, Attorney Smith, good morning. How are you today?
1: Good morning. Good morning. Doing well.
0: Good. Thank you for taking time out of your Saturday or your weekend to be with us. And we just look forward to the gems of information that you're going to share today. So um you I promise you this is going to be a great discussion, especially if you are a small business owner or thinking about starting your own business or start startup or a content creator. This is a show that you do not want to miss. And if you know someone that falls in one of those categories and you don't think they're listening, go ahead and give them a call. Tell them to tune. Tune in to KBLA Talk 1580 and actually give us a call on our power lines at 1-800-920-1580. We have a great show planned for you. You don't want to miss it. You're tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580. And guess what, folks? As we always do, we have a lot to talk about.
1: Good morning, evening, friends.
0: Yes, good morning. That is Stevie Wonder. Loves in need of love today and you're tuned into KBLA talk 1580. This is the Legal Lens with Angela Redock Wright Show. And um, those of you who follow our show, you know, we always ask our guests who their favorite artists are, their playlists. And um, our guest today, Attorney Almutada Smith, shared with us his playlist. um, Stevie Wonder being at the top of the favorites, right? Absolutely. (laughs) So thank you. We love, love Stevie Wonder. So we have we're continuing our series for National Black Business Month. And in honor of that month, because we are legal show we're focused on the legal issues some of the legal issues we can't tackle them all obviously but some of the legal issues that small businesses and startups face and we started with corporate formation and business entity selection about um, them in our first show our second show felt done um, dealt with business leaders in the fashion industry and today we uh, welcome attorney smith to help us dissect issues associated with intellectual property your intellectual property the intellectual property of your businesses which generally consists of licensing issues issues as well as copyrights trademarks and patents and so we're going to break down each of those areas and some other areas as well that maybe you haven't thought about like um, attorney smith has wrote written extensively about this topic of um intellectual property reparations. And so I'm excited to learn about what that's about. So we have a great show. Let me introduce you more formally to Attorney Smith. He currently is the principal attorney with ARS Counsel, With over a decade of legal experience, a graduate of UCLA Law, go Bruins. He handles complex transactional matters, providing counsel to various startup enterprises, entertainment professionals, venture-backed companies, and family-owned businesses. His services include managing intellectual property, corporate finance, mergers mergers and acquisitions, licensing, e-commerce, and corporate governance. He especially focuses on social innovation and racial equity in his practice, which is a big reason why I wanted to invite him to our KBLA Talk 1580 station, because that's what we're all about. Offering premium services to entrepreneurs and creatives of color. Of course, he's well-decorated with so many awards. Um, he's written a number of articles. You could check it out in Bloomberg and in even an article... Um, that he's written called Black Artists Have Waited Long Enough for IP Reparations. Um, A great article. I've read it myself in Ebony Magazine. Um, He's a native of New Jersey, a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity. So all of his Alpha brothers that are listening, um, kudos to you. Um, But most importantly, he's here with us this morning and is prepared to share his gems of knowledge. So welcome again. Um, Attorney Smith, tell us um, how you became an intellectual property lawyer, like of all the particular different areas and fields of law, um, what was it that attracted you to intellectual property? And I'll say, I was reading some statistics about intellectual property law. And some of them suggested that uh, one, this is a field that not many broadly go into attorneys graduating. It's a small number of percentage that go into it. And so that means in particular, not as many lawyers of color go into it, and African American attorney. So you are um, definitely carving a path which we applaud you for. So tell us a little bit more how you got to this area of law.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, taking a step back, I'm from Passaic, New Jersey, um, grew up in the Aspen Place projects, I always have to shout out Aspen, and uh, with my mom Wanda and my two older sisters, um, and attended Morehouse before UCLA. I always have to shout out Morehouse. As yes. Well. <laughs> oh, so a uh, Morehouse brother um, actually graduated a few years for, before me and started in the IP field and exposed me to it. Um, prior to that, I was interested and entertainment law, and also civil rights. So I started my career um, at the Cochrane Firm. Mm-hmm. And at UCLA, I did the uh, critical race studies program and the entertainment law concentration. So I always wanted to kind of merge the two. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely inspired by black culture and just thinking about how to uh, move the culture forward and protect the folks who are creating the culture, which is one of America's greatest exports hmm. um so and thinking more broadly and, and then the way that the tech field kind of exploded mm-hmm. i was i became interested in more than just entertainment law um and the entertainment industry and the tech industry are both intellectual property driven mm-hmm. intellectual property driven so um that that was kind of my thought process and thinking about ip from uh an equity lens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got experience at you know some bigger law firms, and started my firm at the top of 2019 um, with the goal of representing and supporting entrepreneurs and creators of color in this space, and so that they can you know create generational wealth and mm-hmm. have the you know the sort of ownership and equity that's due to folks. And our, you know, in previous generations,
0: right, right. Wow, what a powerful mission and pathway you're on. Is this part of a larger movement? Are there other um, African American or attorneys, IP attorneys of color that where you all are sort of unified in this mission of creating equity um, for owners and content creators?
1: I don't think are there's you, a group are you of- unique <laughs> <laughs> in this regard. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm unique. I think there's more. Um, black professors who are um, advocates in the space um, and, you know, fighting the battle for reparations more broadly and intellectual property reparations or just broadly providing thought leadership on equity in the space. And Mm -hmm. you see it in all of our industries and where creatives are you know, fighting for ownership of the work that they create, whether mm-hmm. it's music, whether it's film and TV, mm-hmm. art, etc. cetera. Um, so it's typically folks with financiers, folks with money come in and make a deal with the folks who, the creatives. Mm-hmm. And um, the goal is to exploit those materials and for financial gain because, you know, the system that we're operating in, right. which is fine, but we want the deals to be, fair and, and equitable mm-hmm. and um, just like any investment we don't want folks to get a windfall we want the, the creators, the innovators to if they give up ownership of their rights they want they should be able to recover those rights at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's the, a fair exchange of value there.
0: You know? Right, right. So who are your clients? Like, do you focus on, I know you have a, a, a special focus on content creators of color, but do you focus on a specific industry um, or a certain type of clientele?
1: A lot of our clients are um, in the tech field or in the, in the entertainment industry. Okay. So, um, We work with startups and middle market companies primarily, and the work that we do for them is everything from formation to founder's docs, capital raising transactions, full service intellectual property, so filing, copyright, trademark, and patent applications, Mm -hmm. um, and then um, licensing that IP as well, and um, M&A transactions, folks who are buying and selling businesses all in the middle market to lower middle market okay um so you you want to take a step back and for folks who don't know what intellectual property yes yes (laughs) so
0: (laughs) what is when we talk about intellectual property that's a a kind of a broad legal term for area of of law legal practice but what is it for our listeners in Hopefully non super legal easier. Yes, in simple terms
1: in <laughs> simple terms, intellectual property is, is creations of the mind, of mm-hmm. the intellect. Mm. And um there's numerous areas but the government in particular has um three agencies that um, you know, control and and issue Rights in that regard. So there's the United States Patent and Trademark Office, okay. where that's the the um, agency where you'll file a trademark application or patent application. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Copyright Office where you'll file a copyright application. So those are the three broad areas. Mm-hmm. Um, broadly, a patent will cover inventions. And you know, okay. we have some great black inventors in America's history, folks like Madam C.J. Walker mm-hmm. um, and I now represent folks who are who created cosmetic companies and mm-hmm. skin care, hair care, etc so I represent folks in that regard mm. the trademark process protects your brand broadly so um, if you think about large brands like Nike or Adidas, or if you think about um, restaurants like uh, fast food restaurants like McDonald's. I always mm-hmm. give folks the example of the movie Coming to America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so in real life, McDowell's wouldn't fly because it's confusingly similar with McDonald's. It okay. can't, you can't just take someone's, um, you know, you can't copy. Someone's business mm-hmm. and then make money from it, even if it's not the exact same name, as long as it's confusingly similar.
0: And they had so, like similar arches similar, in that movie similar too. Similar arches,
1: right? similar menu, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I actually had consulted with folks who, um, for example, someone created an ice cream shop in another state and found out that you know someone in California had copied their ice cream shop. So oh it's wow! Just, okay. So it happens. In, It does happen in real life. So Mm -hmm. the trademark process is to protect your brand and the copyright process is to protect original works of authorship. So that's typically you see in the entertainment industry. So if you write a song or if you, um, you know, write a a film or TV script, Mm -hmm. but also just basic things like if you take a photo, you want to be able to be protected um, that someone can't Take your photo off of your social media account, for example, and sell it for tens of thousands of dollars without you being compensated, you know. So, mm. um, Do we, so you have... Uh, that's
0: just comp- pause there for one second, because I'll see people um, on social media in particular, uh, Facebook, where they'll post things like, I don't own the rights to this music, or can people... Like, you know, I, I post a lot of pictures and so forth. Um, do I have to post something to say you don't have a right to take my picture and use it for your own purpose or benefit?
1: Um, or? If you want to avoid a, a takedown notice, the the labels are often taken down mm-hmm. um, music on social media. Ah, okay. But, like, folks, like, common folks who are, Using music or some images, and it's not for commercial use mm-hmm. it's fine it's the, okay. there's a concept called fear use, mm-hmm. and the fear use is typically when you're using something for educational purposes or um like satire or there's there's a number of factors for fair use, but mm-hmm. um typically it's for non-commercial uses okay. uses where you're not making money from it you're okay. just you know so. Um, But when you start making money from someone's work, then that's when they'll uh, likely come after you.
0: Right, right. Okay. So I I interrupted your flow. So we have patents, we have trademarks, we have copyrights. Um, Any other kind of issues that come up in intellectual property Um, law?
1: So trade secrets is another area Mm. of IP that's not, you don't want to, there's no agency to file your trade secrets with because that's, typically the secret sauce of your business you don't want to put that out there publicly for mm-hmm. example you could think of like if kfc had a, a recipe for chicken that mm-hmm. was proprietary they wouldn't want to publicly file it and let the competitors take that same recipes so that, that can apply to your business processes mm-hmm. or uh, know-how um, anything that kind of helps your anything proprietary that um, helps your business operate in a unique way mm-hmm. and, you know, grow in the industry and gain market share, you wouldn't want to file that publicly, but that would be considered a trade secret. So there's often battles between competing entities. If you think of, like, um, Google competing with Apple, mm-hmm. um, where folks are poaching Executives who have information that they want to gain from the other company, Mm -hmm. and that information is often considered a trade secret if Mm. it could give the other company a competitive advantage.
0: Right, right. And then then lastly, uh, is
1: um, like name, image, and likeness rights have been big, um, especially in sports sports. more recently, since college players are able to make money from their name, image, and likeness, which is literally what it is they can make money from signing autographs Mm -hmm. or they can do a deal with the local car dealership to promote that car dealership or um, a local restaurant and get paid from it Mm -hmm. and from their the use of their name image and likeness
0: and that's considered like a licensing type deal that would be
1: a licensing deal okay
0: and before the recent enhanced laws that empowered athletes college athletes in particular to do this before their, their schools and others could use it without any right any consequences
1: were <laughs> yeah and they weren't able to yeah
0: okay wow well that's definitely empowered college athletes well mm-hmm. we are talking to attorney Almatada smith um A top intellectual property attorney, who's really focused on creating equity in the field of intellectual property for African Americans and people of color, which is a laudable mission. I applaud you for what you're doing and the difference you're making already. So we'll continue this conversation as a part of celebrating National Black Business Month. So don't turn that dial, come forward with us. And we'll talk next about league specific legal issues that small businesses and startups should consider as they're setting out on their intellectual property so stay tuned Thank you for continuing with us on KBLA Talk 1580. This is Angelo Redock-Wright with the Legal Lens Show. And today, oh, that was uh, Where's the Love, Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway. Again, our playlist compliments of our guest today, Attorney Amitada Smith, who um, is a top intellectual property attorney. And in our last segment, he broke down what what is it that we're talking about when we're talking about intellectual property. We're talking about patents, trademarks, copyrights, trade secrets, name, image, and likeness so go back and listen to that segment if you missed it you got law school 101 on intellectual property (laughs) we're going to turn the conversation now to um uh, what we sometimes do in law school and business school as a case study he um has is the attorney the intellectual property attorney for a brand that we love here in los angeles i'll let him tell us about it and tell us you know when that business approached him um, what were the intellectual property issues and how have you helped guide them through that? All to help our listeners learn and gain more insights about when they come to someone like you and how you can help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I represent a local coffee shop, uh, Hilltop Coffee and Kitchen. Woo-hoo. Um, Shout right out, out to Hilltop. Hilltop. <laughs> um, and yeah, so when a company approaches me in terms of protecting their brand, we first run... a uh, a trademark search. So in this context, we we ran a number of of searches um, to see if there are any conflicting brands out there because they're they're usually looking to uh, launch new products and have various ideas and they want to protect those, you know, the the various products or services that they're coming up with. Mm Um, and if
0: I could pause you there, my understanding is Hilltop, which we all know, or you may have heard, Issa Rae is one of the investors, but the day-to-day is run by um, two other investors, I believe, and owners. Um, but they were they had already been established correct. by the time they came to you. So they already had some success. Then they come to you because now they're growing they're popular when people come to LA it's like gotta go to Hilltop and they have some other opportunities so pick it up from there mm-hmm
1: absolutely so more recently um, they were approached by an operator in uh, at the airport LAX um, to do a licensing deal and have uh, Hilltop in LAX which is now in in Terminal 7 mm-hmm. uh, so we worked on that deal it took a while um, negotiated various terms, um, but we landed on, on a a fair deal and now Hilltop is operating in LAX. So the airport operator, um, licensed the name and, um, the intellectual property of Mm -hmm. Hilltop and, um,
0: as well as how they do what they, well do, right? they do, right? Because it, they have they to exactly kind of produce the coffee and the products in the same way as if they went to an actual exactly. off-site you hilltop. Cons- you
1: want consistency across the board, similar mm-hmm. to how any restaurant or okay. think of McDonald's, for example. You want the fries to taste the same <laughs> <laughs> across <Right>. the board. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we nailed down those details. and. Um, that's one example of an uh, intellectual property licensing deal.
0: Okay. So when they first came to you, did a trademark search to see if, again, when we talk about marks, we're talking about their logo or
1: so yeah, are there, are there
0: other coffee businesses out there, which clearly right. there so are. So there's,
1: a, there's um, I'll take a step back on the trademark process, mm-hmm. the branding process. There's, You can get a trademark for the, the name of your business. And then you can have a stylized mark so that the logo, if you have a unique logo, you may want to protect that as well. If you think Nike and then the Nike swoosh sign, you don't want someone copying that swoosh sign as well to sell sneakers. So it's similar to other industries as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, folks build brands underneath their, you know, their their parent brand, Mm -hmm. so to speak. So when you're thinking of unique products and services to sell and you want to protect um, that IP as well, that's when the the search process comes into play. And then there's um, we can audit all of the the existing IP that the company has. Uh, So that's something that a service that we offer. We we see what you have, um, do an audit of everything that you filed with the uh, trademark office, Mm -hmm. and and then make recommendations of what you should file, what you shouldn't file, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um
0: so for example with the coffee shop with some of the intellectual property that maybe the average person wouldn't think, Oh, that's a protectable thing or that's something I should seek some type of protection for. So your your logo, your mark, what else?
1: Um, so with Hilltop they have um numerous locations, so Hilltop Eagle Rock, and Hilltop Inglewood, so they can be, those are distinct marks mm-hmm. you know, for each of them. And then if you come up, if you came up with a um, particular um, new drink that you want to, you know, you have a unique a unique name for, mm-hmm. then you would maybe want to protect that as well. So okay. that's just being forward-thinking
0: in that regard. Okay. So. And um, we have a uh, We have someone who called in or they called in, they sent a comment. Um th- it looks like sometimes um, people are not sure when to try to get protection for their idea. And many of us have been up late at night and we see the 1-800 call Invent Us. Um, and this person says they had an idea many years ago, which they believe was actually taken. It's a popular idea that was taken from another company. And they used the company, uh, Invent Help kind of company, and felt like, through use of that company, their idea somehow got into the public domain. One, do you, what do you think of companies like that? Are they, you know, do they tend to be as helpful as they seem when you're watching them at 11 o'clock at night? And two, at what point, if someone believes they have a great idea for, you know, a business, a concept or what have you, at what point should they seek protection of that?
1: Great question. Mm-hmm. And um, so you, you're moving over to the patent context, okay. which covers inventions. Um, and I, I, I'm not too familiar with those 1-800 <laughs> companies, but I would always recommend that folks talk with an, an attorney, mm-hmm. um, in particular for inventions, a patent lawyer. So we have enough counsel patent lawyer with ARS counsel, um, Olinga Mitchell, mm. He actually had some experience working at the patent office before uh, going into private practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always recommend that folks use Google's patent database. Mm-hmm. So if you type in Google patents, mm-hmm. it'll take you to the Google patent database, and then you can do regular searches. So mm. um, think of a whatever topic, uh, whatever new invention you have. Just type in skincare or cosmetics mm-hmm. or. Whatever your invention is, and then you can see what's out there um and get a well get a sense of what's out there, also do a regular Google search, of mm-hmm. course um and then you know you've done your homework, and then you can approach an attorney and say, "You know you have this idea um attorneys, we typically don't sign nondisclosure agreements because you know we have a duty to the California bar, and this is our livelihood, so we can be disbarred for taking someone's idea idea. Mm -hmm. so we don't sign non-disclosure agreements but if you're dealing with a a business partner or you're uh, looking to bring on consultants etc it's a good idea to have them sign a non-disclosure agreement Mm -hmm. um the first step when we get a a, some you know someone who has an invention idea is to uh, uh, run a search again we use a third-party search company for patent searches, mm-hmm. um, and that's a more detailed search after you have done your own research or, and after we've done the Google searches, and that search is typically like a international search, so mm-hmm. we're also searching for marks in, uh, in Europe and in China and different places. Um, so after that search comes back, one or two things we can tell you, you know, that you know, your invention already exists Mm -hmm. and, but you can think of ways to sort of invent around it. You Mm. know, you just have to come up with something that's unique. Like sometimes you don't have to recreate the will, Mm -hmm. but you, you can create a better will and add things to the will to Mm -hmm. make it more unique. Mm -hmm. And you still have an invention, you know? Mm. So, um, that's the type of initial consultations we do. And, um, and the patent space
0: okay okay well um attorney amitada smith has been breaking down this issue of intellectual property for small and startup businesses such gems of information um stay tuned we have a couple more segments left and we're going to try to cover as much ground as we can but don't turn that dial um I, we have at least two more important things to share with you you're tuned into kbla talk 1580 and we will come forward in just a couple minutes More of legal lens with Angela Reddick Bright. Helping you see legal issues more clearly when we come forward. And of course, that's the great Marvin Gaye with what's going on and helping us to close out our show today on small business or legal issues for small businesses, particularly in the area of intellectual property. And we've had a well-regarded intellectual property attorney with us, a fellow UCLA law Bruin, attorney Almatada Smith, helping to break down these issues. Attorney Smith, you are passionate about this issue called intellectual property or IP reparations. What is that all about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the backdrop of it all is uh, California's First in the Nation Task Force um, put out an interim report, and they specifically noted that they they will examine the deprivation of intellectual property and economic rights for black Americans. There was also H.R. 40, which is a bill to establish a commission to study and develop reparation proposals. Um, for African-Americans, for black Americans. Right. Which we've
0: covered on the show. We had Camila Moore. uh, Yeah, I know Camila. Yeah, she's great. President of the board, of the commission, as well as State Senator Steve Bradford, and our fellow UCLA colleagues, um, Tony Tony Colbert, um, of the podcast, Pay Pay the Tab podcast. Right. So these ideas stem from the work of the California Reparations Task Force. Absolutely. So
1: I wrote um, an op-ed for Bloomberg Law, Mm hmm um, which basically says that um, want to make sure that the um, the reparations proposals consider um, reparations for Black creatives, especially specifically in the music industry. If you think about like uh, the what they call the race records era from the twenties to the forties, mm-hmm. where these white uh, white owned record labels started selling music. To black folks that were created by black folks, those folks weren't able to file copyright applications or own their, their, um, their music. Mm -hmm. So the copyright office can easily audit all the filings during that period. Mm -hmm. And, compensate the families of Mm. those individuals so so that's just one example I
0: love it I love it well we'll definitely check out your Bloomberg article and watch for your work in that area in 20 seconds uh, what final words do you have for our listeners and how can they stay in touch with you
1: yeah absolutely we uh, we're offering we usually offer free consultations Mm -hmm. depending on the matter but feel free to contact us at arscouncil.com or info at arscouncil.com um, I'm on Instagram at uh, Almu ESQ or at ARS Council. Um, so yeah, we're happy to talk to you. Uh, feel free to reach out. And uh, looking forward to working with some of you all.
0: Yes, yes. So we um, and we look forward to staying in touch with you and following your work. And thank you for what you're doing and the difference you're trying to make. And thank you for joining us on KBLA Talk 1580. We have been talking for the last hour to attorney. Almatada Smith, top intellectual property attorney. You definitely want to follow him. Give him a call. Follow the work he's doing. Up next, we have Talk Tech to Me with Cassie Betts. Always a great show. Please plan to tune in to our show next week at the same time, same place, where we'll continue our series on small businesses and legal issues with attorney Norma Williams, a top real estate attorney, and she'll talk about some of the real estate and leasing issues facing small and startup businesses. Until then, I leave you with the words of Angela Angela Bassett, who celebrated a birthday this week. She says, don't settle for average. Bring your best to the moment. So be your best, folks, and have a great weekend. Remember to smile. Remember to show love and kindness. And remember to tune in again to The Legal Lens Show with Angela Reddock-Wright. We're signing off today. You're tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580. And we always have a lot to talk about here. KBLA
1: 1580 Santa Monica.